here's here's our, our next podcast idea. Okay. All of us take an Ambien, and then we get in this room five minutes later, and we just start talking. Wait, we weren't supposed to take Ambien today? Snort. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm just snort, just snort out the bag. <laughs> <laughs> I go in the alley to do all my snorting. It's a good call. Yeah. I mean, it's it's the it's the place for it in North Beach. Yep. It's really the hot location for snorting. Today was. Did you see the the building next to us? What happened to it? I, I, there's a coffee table sitting out there, and then like thirty books exploded, just pages everywhere. It looks like someone's living room fell out of a window. It's insane. What happens in this alley? I don't know. Drugs. Well, yeah, we know that one. We're recording, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah, of course we are. We this is awesome. We should get a drop cam, like, out one of those top windows and just see what happens. I want to record the guy on, on, on Vallejo. <laughs> Wait, which, which guy? The guy. The guy. You know the guy. Is his name Jerry? I think his name is Jerry. <gasps> I want his name to be Jerry. Okay, because I have a different guy that I see everywhere, and I don't know if he's the same as your guy. Which? No, no, no. The guy out the window. The mule sidewalk guy. <gasps> oh, mule sidewalk guy. Okay, I have a different guy. What's your guy? Um, I saw him yesterday on Broadway. He wears like a fedora hat with a giant blue feather sticking out of it. Okay. And he was really excitedly reading a Toni Morrison book. And then today he was sitting in our alley when I came into work. Oh. Yeah. Always with the hat? Yeah, always with the hat. Not oh. always with the Toni Morrison. There's a uh, saloon regular. Sometimes I pass by and he goes, nerd. <laughs> says nerd. He's nerd. a nerd. Calls you a nerd. <laughs> yeah. And one time because you passed, wear glasses, yeah. And one time I passed by and went, "All right, Bill Gates, it's Bill Gates over there." We, we should talk more about Mule Sidewalk Guy. Uh, he actually has his own Twitter account now. Um, That's be, true. Because he said something so offensive that we could no longer just keep <laughs> hashtagging it. <laughs> Was it um, uh, fucking is kind of like cooking a steak. You got to get the pan. Or no, 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 no. Cook fucking a girl is kind of like cooking a steak. You have to get the pan hot before you stick in the meat. Something like that. Yeah. You got to get the pan hot before you stick in the meat. Yeah, that's what he said. And then we were like, everyone stop work. We need to make a new Twitter account. You got to get the pan hot before you stick in the meat. Yep. It's good steak advice. Hold on a second. It's very okay. good steak advice. <clears throat> I want everybody to, to repeat that line so that because Seven's going to do something awesome with auto-tune. <laughs> you got to get the pan hot before you stick in the meat. You got to get the pan hot before you stick in the meat. You got to get the pan hot before you stick in the meat. All right. <laughs> awesome auto-tune will be inserted here. <laughs> you want to say it, Seven? Say it. You got to get the pan hot. You got to get the pan hot. You got to get the pan hot before you stick in the meat. You got to get the pan hot. Give him, give him your mic, Steph. <laughs> gotta get the pan hot wait what was it you gotta get the pan hot before you stick in the meat seven you gotta get the pan hot before you stick in the meat before you stick in the meat you gotta get the pan hot before you stick in the meat you gotta get the pan hot before you stick in the meat See, the problem with that is the pan was not yet hot. So was he? did he try to stick in the meat before the pan was hot? We're not certain. We're not certain what happened. I love our neighborhood. <laughs> when we, lived, when we worked in Soma, all, all we got was meth heads and, and beatings and suitcases with, with body parts. Mm-hmm. 
This seems like a much more entertaining quotient. Less, less, um, it's less awful. It's definitely just as vivid. I feel like we yeah. went from criminals to characters. Sure. I think some of them are still criminals, but like different criminals. Different kinds. Different kinds of criminal. Booty criminals. Yes. That kind. Getting the pan hot. <sighs> oh. uh, he says all sorts of things. Like what? Uh, he's a big Trump supporter, and he was going on about that one afternoon. Uh, he, I've heard him talk like three different times about the Lincoln assassinations. <laughs> oh, wait. No, no. Yeah, I I heard him talking about the Civil War. Yeah. And somehow, like within within one sentence, he went from Reconstruction to Kennedy. Yeah, it, it happens so fast, really fast. He compresses, he's like, he, he compresses all of history into like single weird meandering sentences. Could we have like a daily bingo card? We have oh. like Kennedy, Lincoln. That's a cool um, idea. Oh, my favorite thing is when someone who I'm guessing is Asian walks by and he starts yelling words in Chinese. Yep. Yep. Not well. Not well. You mean <clears throat> you mean English words with an with a racist accent or actual Chinese? Um, I don't speak Chinese, so I don't know if it's actually Chinese, but it sounds Oh, like, like made up Chinese like my mom would do when no, we went no. to a, when we went to a restaurant. No, he might know Chinese. I don't know. He just yells it at people who don't seem to be responding to him. I, I get the feeling that he is he has learned a few Chinese phrases and now he um just shouts them. But they do seem to be genuine, just poorly pronounced and loud, real loud. Did we mention? So, so loud. But I don't, I don't know that he's actually conversing with anyone because he just starts shouting in Chinese. And I think it's just passerbyers that he's like, I'm going to interact with that person. He definitely seems to find marks. He, he doesn't so much have conversations with people as he has conversations at people. Could we send Andy out there to talk to him? Oh, God. I don't know if that would go well. I just want to listen. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Can we sacrifice Andy is what you're asking. Yeah. That's really what you're saying. Yes. Yeah, I'm fine with What's that. What's his workload looking like this afternoon? Not sac sacrificable. Okay. Yeah, we should send him up there and ask, hey, how's it going? And then he'll just be like, Kennedy. <laughs> <laughs> the thing about the Lincoln assassination. <laughs> Look at Mr. Junior Kennedy here. <laughs> oh. oh, boy. Look who thinks he's John John. Uh, look who thinks he's John John is my favorite for episode title so far. <laughs> this is going great, by the way. So, so you think weird. there are any people? Do you, do you think we still have any listeners who who uh, who expect you know design shit? Uh, not anymore. Sometimes we talk about design a little, kind of. Why don't we try? Well, what do you, you want to try? You want to try? So you wanted to talk about calendars for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. It just seems like this is like the fourth time today I've talked about calendars. Like we were trying to schedule up when to record. and then... I hate them. You don't like them? I hate them. Okay. Hate's a strong word. Oh, I know. That's why I used it. Okay. Why, why do you hate them? They're a dumping ground. For? Stealing time. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Go on. So I wake up and I have like... Uh, let me do some quick math here. I have like 18 hours of time, right? Okay. If you subtract, no, 16. Subtract the eight hours a day that you supposedly sleep. Right. Okay. That right? supposedly is. Okay. Good... You start, let's start with 24. You got okay. 24 hours <laughs> yeah. to the day. Yes. 
let's like right off the bat, let's subtract eight, even though nobody's sleeping eight hours. But what the hell? Like, are you sick or something? Why? <laughs> what? Sleeping eight hours. How how long do you sleep? Like five and a half. Yeah. Okay. That's that I mean, that's normal. <laughs> Jesus. But let's I know, say I'm, I'm tired all the time. Right. But the school nurse said sleep eight. Okay. So mm-hmm. for her purposes, we're we're gonna subtract eight, and you're, uh-huh. you're left with sixteen hours. So you've got sixteen hours of stuff that you can do while you're awake. Okay. Right. Eight of those hours you're supposed to spend at work. Right? Yes. Well, nine once you count in lunch in the middle. Okay. That's true. So subtract seven hours. That's Those are your non-work hours. If you're working an eight-hour day with an hour lunch in the middle, okay. we just put aside seven. That's called me time. But then mm. add an hour on either side for commuting. Okay. So, so we now have five. five hours of me time. Um, let's put that aside. I want to get back to the other, to the other eight okay. or other nine actually. So there's that one hour in, for lunch. So you've got eight hours that you're supposed to be at work. Okay. Right. So that's eight hours that in the middle of your day that are, that are pretty much, um, they're a minefield. Okay. Right. And anybody can put mines in that field. Because everyone could put something on your calendar. Right. So you have to get from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. And you have to walk through this minefield, which anybody which anybody can put mines in. And you have to somehow make it to 6 p.m. And accomplish what you wanted to accomplish that day while other people try to keep you from doing it. That's a work. That's, that's what we call a work day. That's why I hate calendars. Tell me about the mines. So, okay. So, Liam. Yeah. Let's pretend you don't, we don't work together. All right. But I know your email address. You sure do. And I can go to my calendar and I can, I can schedule something with you without ever talking to you. Mm -hmm. I can say, uh, Liam and I are going to do a thing from two on Tuesday from two to four. Sure. Right. I send you that. I can send you that calendar invite, mm-hmm. and that then gets displayed on your calendar. It does. I just put something on your calendar, without talking to you, without checking to see if it was something you were even interested in doing it, mm-hmm. and it now shows up on on your list of things to do that day. Doesn't mean I'm going to do it though. It, I know it doesn't mean you're going to do it. Okay. <laughs> but that that's like a home invasion. <laughs> of a calendar type. I think it's more like vandalism. It is. It is. That's that's a, a, a really good phrase. You, you've you now just vandalized somebody's day. And you, as the person who had this show up on your calendar, you now have to deal with it. Like, mm-hmm. you can just ignore it. Yeah. Right? And totally. you probably will. We don't work together. Mm-mm. I didn't talk to you about it. Yeah. You You don't owe me anything. Yeah. All right. But now let's 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 put us working together again. All right. So now we're working together again and I'm your boss. Yes. I do the exact same thing. I don't talk to you about it. I don't check in with you. I just put something on your calendar Tuesday from 2 to 4. Now what do you do? 
Well, you're my boss. Now you have to deal with it. In some sense. In some sense. You can't ignore it. I mean, no, I can't. But, it, you know, given the, given the way that we work around here, I can go, two hours? What the hell? And expect, you know, some sort of meaningful answer. Right. That's because you work here and you know that your boss hates calendars. That's true. And he also hates wasting time. Well, okay. Let's. All right. Let's put a giant caveat in there. Yeah. Okay. In in non entertaining ways. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. But isn't as the calendar? Isn't that your right to be able to say no? Like get that invite and say reject, and then it disappears off your calendar. Not if it came from your boss. But I mean, you could message them in some other way. Like I would prefer to do this Wednesday. Well, sure. But now you have to have a conversation. Indeed. Which should have been the thing that happened before that ever showed up on your calendar. Ah. So the rule that we have here at work, and we don't always stick to it, but I'd like us to, is that a calendar is a record of decisions. Right? Yeah, it's documentation. It's documentation. So Steph... I'll go to you this morning and I'll say, hey, I want to spend an hour this afternoon reviewing the code for blah, blah project. Yeah. And we'll agree on a time. Okay. And then I'll say, all right, I'll put it on your calendar. Okay. And then I put it on your calendar. And then when it shows up there, it's not surprising because we already discussed that it was going to happen. But I would say there's a huge difficulty, especially at Mule, because we're all over the place. Like we're doing research offsite. We, you know, are talking around the world. So a lot of times, like even just scheduling today, I'm in Slack and I'm trying to see if it's okay with everyone to put it in at when we're recording because I want to let Seven know when to come over. So Don't sometimes put it in before the pan is hot. Oh God. Let's never say that again. I had to do a callback, right? <laughs> I had good. to do a callback. No. So, I mean, I didn't get you to confirm that you would be able to make this, but I had to make the call to make sure that I'm not screwing up someone else's life. Right. And what you so earned. So I made an executive decision. So I understand that, but I, I now have every right to go to you and say, I'm not going to do this. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And if you said that, I'd be like, okay, respect. Yeah, and you know that. You know that going in. Yeah, but I, I think it's not one of those hard, fast rules where you can 100% of the time have a conversation and agree to it. It's like you need to book off that time tentatively. But think, right. But I, I think that's what we should aim for whenever possible. Oh, certainly. Well, so, so we're kind of weird and special. <laughs> How yeah. do you mean? We try to avoid these things as much as possible. At least I do. I try to avoid meetings as much as possible. I don't know if that's necessarily true of the whole organization. Well, yeah, that's that's a problem. So I've always thought of a of a meeting as a very last case scenario. How come? Because it, they're expensive. You put three people in a room together, and you have to you have to look at the billable rate for each person in that room. And understand that they're not they're not making it now. But at the same time, I think we've had instances where we've avoided meetings so hard that we are all operating on assumptions. And then we get something done and someone's like, wait a minute, why did you do it like that? Well, if we had simply met for like 10 minutes and came and like got on the same page, we wouldn't do the same work twice. So that's like worse in a billable way. No, and I, I totally get that. But what I'm I'm not saying these are stupid, let's never have them. I said la- last case scenario. 
So have we exhausted every possibility that's not having a meeting? But I would I would say that I don't think it should be a last case scenario. I think that if you had a quick meeting at the beginning, if it's like your starting point is a quick meeting, it's more efficient and effective than panicking and scrambling at the last minute to resolve something. There's, it's like preventative care. Okay, but there's a lot of steps in, in between there. Those are two extremes. So let's say that I have a question. I jump on Slack. I ask you a question. And we've we've now we've avoided a meeting but right? that is, assumes that you know that there is something to be questioned aha like aha. like i'm what i'm saying is like so if you're you know if we're working from a sketch file or something and we think we have a sense of how this whole interaction works because it's like in a system mm-hmm. and we build it out and then the designer goes like wait a minute where are my accordions sure um that would have been avoided if we had just like talked about that page in advance and be like oh yeah this is accordions this like, is is Rumsfeld the guy who said the unknown unknowns thing that I love? The unknown unknowns. Right. Some things yeah. you th- some things you know and you know you know them and some things you don't you know that you don't know and other things you don't know that you don't know. Right. Yeah. I think Rumsfeld was talking about his genitals. Because he hasn't seen them in 30 years. So he doesn't know if they're there or not? Right. They're an unknown unknown. Is that like <laughs> Okay. Um yes. But if you get everyone in a room together, you know, that quickly flushes out unknown unknowns. Yeah. That's why I like having meetings sometimes. Yeah. That's, I, no, I, you don't. I do No, sometimes. you don't. Don't, do. no, don't tell him what he likes. <laughs> Stop telling me how to feel. <laughs> I'm, no, because he just contradicted. I don't know if he contradicted himself, but he made a giant leap. <laughs> okay. So can, can you repeat what you just said? I really can't. Okay. What did I say? Getting a couple of people together uh-huh. for about 10 minutes yes. and figuring something out. Well, even not even just figuring something out because sometimes we don't full on have an objective because that would be addressing an unknown that we don't know that we have. Sure. Yeah. So sometimes we're getting together and say, hey, hey, here's what I'm doing. Let me show you this rather than here's the documentation on what I did. And that is far better at letting us know things that we are not communicable by documentation. Okay, but <clears throat> that's the part you love. Yeah, that part's great. Is that interaction? And yeah. you expressed it by, that's why I like meetings. Yeah, certain yeah. meetings are like that. Right, which is like saying, I enjoy Coke because of the bottle it comes in. Ooh. No, I... I do like glass bottle Cokes, though. They have that great color. Um... <laughs> But okay, like n- not all meetings are like that. You are you are right, and that interaction is great. But I don't know of a different way to have it. Yeah, and I, I think that there's almost. I mean, I don't want to like criticize our process like on the air, but at the same time, <laughs> as we move. More, no, I think it's perfectly fine to criticize our process on the air. Okay, because I, I think we make like as we've been pushing really, really hard to avoid email and to avoid like having meetings and not being disruptive, and we stick more to Slack. I think we make a lot more assumptions. And I think we've had a lot more miscommunications because we are like kind of afraid of, you know, grabbing three people and going into the <laughs> memorial conference room. Oh, that, okay. That you shouldn't have said. Yeah. Okay. Cut that <laughs> into the that's, conference room. That's our secret. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Uh, just, just beep over name. I keep, I keep the memorial, memorial conference, conference room. <laughs> okay. But that's, what, oh boy. Back to my everyone, point. Everyone who's ever worked here will think it's named after them. Oh, wow. wow. Oh, man. God, that's dark. <laughs> and one of them might be right. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> but Do you notice was... that we moved from talking about calendars to talking about meetings? 
Because my, my calendar fills with meetings. Right. Okay. So here's my other issue with calendars. Go. <laughs> they are a documentation of interruptions. Uh-huh. Do, do you schedule your work time? Do you, do you put your work time on your calendar? Like, let's say you come in today and you know that you've got a, you've got a, uh, you, you've got four hours of work in front of you to get this project out the door. I never know that I have exactly four hours. Let's say that you do. Let's say that, okay, but let's say that, you know, you need a large chunk of time. I do. To get this project out the door. Yes. Do you go to your calendar and block out a huge chunk of time to get that project out the door? I do not. Steph, do you? I used to. I used to block off from one to five as like absolutely no meetings. Yeah. But then the entire office got like alarm deafness to this, right? Like yeah. Where you don't read your alert boxes, you just hit okay, okay. Right. And that's happened to me as well. Yeah. So the deal that I've made here in this office is that you can have my time for anything you want in the morning, like my project manager or whoever else. From from when we start in the morning to when I take take lunch, my time is yours. As long as one to six belongs to me. So I, I guess I'm finding that that's not really manageable because I don't really have a morning because with standing meetings with our clients and doing different check-ins, I don't have any extra time for other meetings at this point. I am meetinged up. So why so why are we arguing that meetings are so here's here's the frustrating part for me. Uh-huh. We all start with with the statement we have too many meetings. All right? I don't know if that is the statement I'd start from. No. I'm not sure we all do. All right, what statement would you start with? I would say the statement I would well I don't believe that I have a calendar problem is the thing. I believe that my calendar is fine. Okay. So my- then we my... have nothing to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> I am interested in the way that your calendar works. And I yeah. also think that it's interesting that our schedules work exactly the opposite way because I get the best heads down work done in the morning and I would rather talk to people in the afternoon. Yeah. See, I'm, I'm built to work in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. That's when my, that's, that's when my mania has finally burned out for the day. See, I need my mania. It's like 3.30 is when you get tired and you. Yeah, basically (laughs) at like three o'clock, I I finally tired myself out to where I can sit in front of a monitor and and make things if I have anything to make. You're like a schnauzer. Yeah. Just running around until finally like, oh. But like in the morning, in the morning I have to run, I have to do laps around the office. Right. Probably because I have two pots of coffee before coming in. You do? That's not great. <laughs> I have no idea what your caffeine consumption is like. I, I never speculate at the uh, chemicals running through any of my coworkers' systems, just as a rule. Well, I mean, the coffee you can see. The coffee you can, well. There's visible evidence of people going up to the coffee pot. But what's in the coffee? Dun, dun, dun. The mystery episode. <laughs> Right. Could be Irish. Could be other, any other uh, 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 nationality or ethnicity of coffee. But let's go. Okay. So I'm trying to keep us on task here. Okay. Let's go back to this calendar as a record of interruptions thing. Yes. Okay. Because I think that's, that's, that's a huge problem. Okay. Because I was just talking to somebody this morning who uh, just started a new job. It's been in, in this job for a couple months. Mm-hmm. 
And she was saying, I don't really get to, like, I've got all of these things on it, on my, on a list that I want, that I want to get done, things that I want to accomplish as part of my job. And then I come in in the morning and I see that I have six hours of meetings for that day. So then I have to go home in the evening and accomplish those things. That sucks. And I think that's normal. I think that's normal for a lot of people. I, I don't think it is. I th- so, like, working at other companies, I would have a whole day of meetings, and then I would go home. And if someone asked why I didn't do something, it's like, well, you had me in meetings all day. Like, you know, I'll tell my project manager, like, hey, I didn't have time to because I got put into all these meetings. Right. Um, I think that person is taking it upon themselves. Like, I mean— they need to just be more open with the people who are scheduling them up to be like, hey, this isn't really feasible oh, or sustainable. No doubt. no doubt. There's a there's I mean, we can also throw a huge amount of martyrdom on here as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, most of the if if you're at a certain level at a, in an organization, you're expected to work in the evenings in a lot of organizations. Which sucks. It does suck. It because absolutely sucks. The the aforementioned that that takes up the aforementioned supposed five hours that you have. So like yourself. The, the director of the marketing director at Acme Co. Mm-hmm. might go in and, and and have five hours of meeting that day, and also have like three reports due the next day, and those reports are due, and you can't go in the next day and say I get, I couldn't do those reports because I had five hours of meetings. They're going to get stuck doing them at night. Because I would say a lot of people I knew at a manage, like a manager level or VP level, who where they were in meetings all day long. Generally, they didn't have those three reports to do. Right, like their direct reports were doing all that documentation. They had like one slow burn project that they would work on over the course of a quarter. Okay, but the direct report doing the yeah actually writing those reports is probably also in those five hours of meetings that day. Maybe I'm just speaking from my own personal experience, but usually it's like you're in a lot less meetings if you aren't like a manager. Like the manager does most of the meetings and disseminates the info down. But I mean, I think maybe it's organization by organization. The group below those managers? Yeah. They're also in those meetings and they're expected to do the work that those meetings generate. Sometimes. I've been in these organizations and I've I've been at that level. It does happen. I just don't think it's a consistent every single day sort of thing, like probably in a pinch. You but... would be surprised. Yeah. Maybe. I guess I would. I guess I would be. <laughs> oh, boy. So, like, what is the, what? Yeah, what's the solution here? Yeah, what is, I mean, like, if in a um, 10-person company in which it's far easier to make organizational change, we haven't hit upon a thing that we are all happy with, then can it happen? Can you have a calendar that makes you happy? Well, here's, so here's my solution. Okay. <coughs> Pardon me. I thought he was just about to poop. Like, <laughs> That's your solution. Like, here's my solution. <laughs> I've been gestating this alien embryo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That's awesome. So, what's well, your solution? So my, my solution, my solution is not a new calendar app. It's not a new way of looking at things. It's not a new, you know, task that you have to learn. It's not a new system, because I think all of that stuff is bullshit. Mm-hmm. I think for this to change, it's going to change very slowly, and it's going to change with a series of very small victories. 
And the first thing that I would propose, and I've, and I've, and I've said this to everybody in this room, is block out your work time. Make sure that if you, if, if you have to spend, if you know you need to spend like six hours coding or designing today, put that in your calendar. That that's just as important as this, as, uh, the other stuff. Okay. All right. I have said this before, right? Yeah, I think you have. But yeah, but you, it just never takes. Kind of. Why? Why doesn't it take that? I mean, I'm 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 actually very interested in the answer to that question, and I'm posing that as a real question. Yeah, I think just people. You know, I used to block off when I was working one to five, and I left at five to six for if someone needed to talk to me at the sure. end of the day. And usually by then I'm so tired, anyways. Um, that uh, people would just see that and be like, "Oh, she's free." Like she has this whole chunk that's blocked off as free. So if you're not actually interacting with a client. Did you call it free? No, I called it working time. Do not schedule meetings. Okay. And what happened? People just scheduled over it because and? people went, oh, she's free. Did you go to those meetings? Uh, some of them. Yeah. I wouldn't The critical have. ones. I wouldn't have. Honestly, you, do, though, but- you have my permission. You have my permission that if somebody, that if you schedule work time on your calendar and somebody double books you. You have my permission to ignore that double booking, but I, because the the hold on a second. Oh yeah, I'm like because the minute that you that you honor that double booking, you are teaching whoever double booked you that you can be double booked. Well, I think the thing though is like with a small team, I know that if someone is booking my time at two o'clock, there is something critical that they need from me. Like if I do not do that, I am stopping them from accomplishing their own work. Like nope. I'm screwing their day. I do not buy that. How come? How yeah? Because I think. Occam's razor. Okay. Because I think much more likely, and I don't mean to demean anybody by saying this, but much more likely, and I know that this happens, people don't even check. Yeah, that's true. People do not even check. So they get on the phone with the client. They'll, you know, they're trying to arrange a meeting with the client, and which is incredibly critical and important. And the client will say, I can do two o'clock. And before even checking calendars, that that gets thrown into all that the meeting invite goes out for two o'clock without having checked to see if there's anything already there. Probably. And that's how the double bookings happen. Cause I would say we talk about a lot of our meetings uh, during morning meetings say, is everyone free at this time to do it? And then everyone around the table goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I feel like we're having this internal conversation, but maybe it's the people themselves who are not recognizing that they should look at their calendars first. Yeah. Because we have a lot of conversations where everyone's confirming that, yes, I'll be there at this meeting. Yeah, people are saying yes way too quickly. Yeah. And, I mean, you you know this is human nature. Agree to everything and then get annoyed that you agreed to it. Yeah. I mean, that happens at work. That happens in your social life. Like, your friend asks you for help moving. You agree because you think it's a nice thing to do. And then that morning rolls up and you're so annoyed. You hate your friend. You wish you had a cold. So you didn't have to help them move. I actually kind of like helping people move. Okay. You can see. You know what? What? You're being contrarian by being so nice. No, but it's like, no, like you, it, it, I get a weird amount of satisfaction from seeing rooms empty that I usually see full. And I'm like, huh, that's what that corner looks like. That could be a little weird of me. I also really like painting apartments. Don't ever say that. Don't ever. We're my name s- is Liam Campbell. I live in San Francisco and I like painting apartments. My email address. <laughs> and I love helping people move. I better no. close the DMs on the mistake show. You're going to get so many requests. 
Uh, my personal Twitter account DMs are open. I won't help you move probably because I don't know you, but. I love helping people move and solving Excel problems. Oh, Ooh. Excel like spreadsheet problems? Mm -hmm. I don't fully love those, but I think they're interesting. I was told very early on, I got a great piece of advice from a coworker. Uh -huh. You don't know Excel. <laughs> oh yeah no matter what you i mean you can actually rock it yeah you can be a mastermind at excel uh -huh. if somebody ever asks you do you know excel the answer is always no that's how i feel about php uh -uh. never never touched it nope <sighs> but it, okay so going back to meetings again sure calendars i feel way more comfortable if someone just puts something on my calendar to talk at a later date than when i'm sitting at my computer and someone's like hey steph and interrupts me because i feel like i you know like the concept of flow right where it takes 20 minutes to get your mind into the zone yeah absolutely then 20 minutes yeah so when the, people come up to my desk and they're like hey we're gonna talk about this thing right now because i'm at your desk that like totally oh, fucks me over oh i hate that i would much rather that. get that slack bot notification that says hey at two o'clock you're gonna discuss this page I, I i mean i have people coming up to my desk and saying hey i have a question for you okay let's discuss the next quarter's revenue goals i'm like what the fuck like that's not a just walk up and say hey i got a quick silly question yeah that's the sort of shit that I actually do want to schedule and I want on the calendar and I want everybody to agree that that's what we're doing. Yeah. When I get those kinds of questions, it's kind of like when you hear a car screeching on its brakes and then the smash. That's like what my brain does is like I was in the zone and then. Ugh. And that's why I try to keep my afternoons free so that because it takes me like 20 minutes to to get my mind to where I can actually think about the thing I'm trying to do. Yeah. And then I want to stay there as long as possible. So, uh, how about what is it okay if instead I just slack you and you get to it whenever you get bored? Yeah, it's also okay to turn off Slack if you need to focus on something. Oh, totally. Okay, cool. <laughs> I pay people to do projects, uh huh, and to do them well, and that means doing all of the things that it takes to do those projects well. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, what I care about is that those projects are done well. At no point will I will I be okay with some with somebody turning in crappy work and saying, "But I attended every meeting on my calendar." Can I say something uh, that is very odd for our office culture? Okay. One of the things that Agile gets right that that was it is that. Um, <laughs> The idea of a of a uh, stand up where you have to say if you you have to like actively consider are you blocked by anything and you have to actively know what every other person is working on is really great for this yeah. because it means that you don't hit the point in the middle of your day when you go oh shit I need to know this and you like immediately have to go talk to someone to find out this I, instead I totally of saying, agree. blocked I totally agree and let me also add mm -hmm. that's what our morning stand up meeting is for. And we have those. We have those every day. It's not really like that. No. Then we're doing it wrong. I think so. We that, talk about projects. We don't talk about people. Well, it, that's what we should fix. Why don't we fix that? There are plenty of smart things going on in Agile. My issue with Agile is when people start treating it as a religion. 
It is dogmatic. So I don't know what happened to our morning news because we used to do Tuesday <laughs> through Friday was that stand-up style where everyone just ran around and said what they were doing. Yeah. And Monday was like the longer form where we talk about every project yeah. and really consider. And I don't know if it's like when we came back from Christmas, we're like, we're going to spend five days talking about projects. The, people need to be reminded of this like every couple weeks. But I would say to our listeners, this was a really cool format where we spent Mondays talking in depth about every project. And right. then the rest of the week, it's like, here's what I'm doing. Right. And the Anyone rest of the help? week, we went around the table and you would tell me what you were doing. Mm -hmm. You would tell me what your goal was for that day. You would tell me whether you needed anybody else's time to accomplish that goal. Yeah. And if you did, then that group of people would negotiate a time to do that. We had really good momentum with that. Why don't we go back to to that Let's starting tomorrow or starting next week we're bringing it back i love that we're solving business problems about our own specific business on air and i'm totally fine with that no i am too i think it's kind of inside baseball but i hope it's also helpful to people who are listening and they you know don't think that we actually just forgot about them no i, I mean, bet it, i bet it's helpful I'm, I'm sure we're not the only people who have this problem right like everyone everyone has a calendar problem everyone has a meeting problem i'm trying to remember that Wee's big adventure quote Anybody who writes a think piece about how we've solved the calendar and meeting problem is actually crying into their keyboard because that's the way they wish it would work at their company, oh. but haven't been able to get it to happen. So they write a think piece and they convince the world that they've solved it. And then they cry a little bit and, you know, maybe get a little release before they go to bed. Oh. And then they cry themselves to sleep. Are you of the opinion that anyone who uh, is is doing self-help is is talking about their biggest problem that they have not solved? Yes. Okay. Is that what we're doing right now? A little. People, people <laughs> claim, so experts uh -huh. are quite off. Have, have, you, <clears throat> have you ever met a nutritionist? No. <laughs> no, clearly I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> I ate a fried chicken sandwich today. I did too. <laughs> awesome. Did you delicious. go to Naked Lunch? Yeah, of course I did. Yeah, me too. So I used to, I worked at Whole Foods for a while. That's right. And um, there were a bunch of people on staff who, who were like food experts, nutritionists. Foodies. They were all former anorexics. Really? Or bulimics. Really? Yeah. What's that, that word for people who are too healthy to the point of disease, like ortho, orthorexia or something? Is that a thing? Where like if you go like meet your friends for dinner and they don't have something that's like super, super healthy, you like have a mental breakdown <laughs> where you're like everything has gluten and this isn't sustainable meat. Like my life has ended. Boy. It, it makes sense though, because if you're, a, I mean, those are people who are obsessed with eating mm -hmm. and they remain obsessed with eating. And they've just channeled it into something else. Now I'm going to tell you how to eat. Hmm. And the, the, the baseball adage for this is naturals can't coach. Ah, uh, yes, this is true. This is true. Right? If you so, don't have to work at it and you don't, have to, you don't know how to tell others how to work at it. So if you're a natural hitter, if you just blow the cover off a of baseball and you've never had to think about how to do that because yeah. it just always came natural to you, you can't teach somebody else how to do it. Because your advice is just go up there and hit it. But if you're the kind of person who's had to work really hard at being a good hitter, who like studies film and, you know, does tons of training and whatever else you do, then you actually remember all of that stuff. So I'm thinking back to that saying, those who can't do teach. 
Is it those who are really naturally good at things do? No, those who are naturally good at things can't teach. (laughs) Those who struggle with things and eventually overcome them or even attempt or constantly are constantly trying to overcome them, those people make good teachers. That's interesting. Man. With a lot of wisdom for the world. Yeah. How about that fried chicken sandwich, right? Oh, shit. That was so good. The bomb. It's really good. Mia got something where it was like pork belly and it was topped with pork rinds. That's ridiculous. Yeah. That's not okay. I want one. It looked pretty okay. <laughs> God, I had a really good thought and I spaced. That's uh, okay. It should be the motto for this podcast. <laughs> I had a really good thought, but then I spaced. We had, we had really good intentions coming in here. You got to get the pan hot. No. Gotta get the pan hot. Before you put in the meat. I want to go up there and ask about sous vide. <laughs> he doesn't know what that is. No. <laughs> He's never heard of that. I don't, th- <laughs> I don't think he, he like... I feel like it lends itself to way dirtier analogies, though. <laughs> Maybe, but I feel like he's not reading food and wine. You know, like that's not really his his scene, man. His scene is, you know, hanging out on Vallejo Street. How do we how do we lure Andy up there to talk to him? Oh, I just make him do it. Yeah, it sometimes. Yeah, well, you know, Mike's his boss, hmm. so that just kind of works. Just put on his calendar that he needs to go talk to Vallejo, dude. There you go. <laughs> He'll right. have to do it. You're his boss. <laughs> That's how it works. I'm just gonna start putting stranger and stranger things on people's calendars. <laughs> oh, okay. Like work with your pants down for half an hour. So you're gonna just gaslight people until they. <laughs> Stop scheduling meetings. Have you ever actually seen that movie? No. You should watch. You should see it. Okay. Tiffany's seen it. She told me about it. That's why I know that term. It's a great term. It is a great term. Wait. It's. it's can you explain the origin of the term? So gaslighting. The origin came from a movie. Okay. Called Gaslight. Okay. Where uh, two people slowly drive. A third one insane. Okay. So, sounds like all my roommate situations yeah. ever. Um, and the, the purpose is to drive them insane. But by doing sm- small things that, that don't even get noticed. Okay. You got an example, Liam? Well, the, uh, the titular example is that they're like causing the lights to go out constantly or something. Like the gas lights are constantly breaking, even though they can't possibly be. Oh, you know what? There's a, you've ever seen uh, Amelie? Uh, like a million times is my favorite movie. That's why I like gnomes. <laughs> so Amelie was gaslighting the dude. What, what just happened? <laughs> I'm a millennial woman who oh, saw yeah. Amelie at like a pre-pubescent age, floating. so I love gnomes. Yeah, Stephanie she's... is now floating <laughs> like three feet above her chair. It's like some serious, it's it's uncanny. Anyhow, yeah, where he, she was fucking with a grocer. Yeah, she makes his shoes a little smaller. And it's just like, it, things yeah. are just off enough that he thinks that something might be wrong, but he can't tell what. And so he just goes like, he just starts cracking up. There's no one to blame. He just thinks he's cracking up. Yeah, like That's resetting his alarm. Yes. Perfect gaslighting. Oh, I love that movie. It's like the opposite of a victimless crime. It's a perpetratorless <laughs> crime. It looks like it's just happening. Like the universe is out to get you. Do you feel um, victimized by your calendar, Mike? I don't know if victimized is the the word I would use. I don't think the calendar is winning. <laughs> okay. 
I mean, I tend to ignore things a lot. Yeah. And then people get upset upset with me when, when I ignore things. Well, that's the thing. A calendar is not reality. So, I mean, the I want to stick to that first rule that we came up with. Which is? A calendar is a record of decisions. Uh-huh. So if I never agreed to go to this meeting at 2 o'clock today, then you should have no expectation that I'll actually show up just because you threw it on my calendar. Mm-hmm. So how do you convey importance to someone? Like if there is a meeting and this is the only time we can do it and it's absolutely critical that you're here. Because I'm going to go back to what you said before is a lot of people are in and out of the office with different interviews and different you, engagements. So you it's, can't. Yeah, and it's it's hard to like get someone to find like say yes, so consent. A calendar is a binary thing. Uh-huh. The time on a calendar is binary. It's either spoken for or it's not spoken for. By the time when some when time is spoken for, you you've allocated you've decided that's that's where you're going to spend that time. Okay. Right. And it doesn't matter that it's incredibly important or maybe important or not important. It's a decision. You've made a commitment. It's like there's no such thing as like a high commitment and a low commitment, or or being a little bit pregnant. You're either knocked up or you're not. So in that case, <laughs> pan was too hot. Pan was too hot. Yes. Um, <laughs> oh. You've doubled the meat in the pan. Oh, it, so, okay. Because the reason I'm asking this is when I think of our office, I feel like we have this really complex pulley system where we might have three people who are blocked by one decision. And we need to have that meeting to like come to a conclusion so everyone can keep doing their work. So I do think that there needs to be a way to relay importance to someone and be like, hey, I'm sorry we're double booking, but it is critical that you are here for this decision. Well, then what am I supposed to do if I'm double booked for something? Well, I think in that case, you have to track down the other thing on the calendar and say, this is very important. Three people are blocked. Can we move this other thing? Well, it just feels like this lose-lose negotiation, right? Like the person who's trying to like, I'm thinking of our PM who was amazing, just trying to like move projects forward. That's her primary goal. Sure. And trying to negotiate 10 calendars and 10 workflows. Like she has an, a crazy job. I don't think I could ever manage that. So I how, couldn't either. That's why I hired somebody else to do yeah, it. Yeah. So like, what's the best way to communicate, communicate importance and why, you know, this is happening? Verbally. I mean, we've got, we've got. The, the best tool for communicating ever made, which is the human mouth. And we keep looking for, we keep looking for tools to supplant it. It hasn't been done yet. I mean, we're all, we, we're all in the same space. We can all talk to each other. We are more often than not in the same space than not. Okay. That was well, a double negative of sorts. But yeah, actually, thinking through that one. No. I would say that more often than not, there is at least one person who is out of the country, out of the office, just not around. Okay, but if I'm out of the country, I'm definitely not coming to that meeting. Well, okay. So why are you putting it on my calendar? Mm. But I mean, I think especially for you when you'll be like, you were just in Norway, which is awesome. But when you got back, there's kind of a pileup of decisions that need to be made. Uh So it's like hard to communicate with you like, hey, these are all very important and we need to put them on your calendar, but you're in a different time zone. My mouth don't reach Norway. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So what needed, okay, we're going to talk about specifics then. 
Oh, no. So I was using it as an example. I don't want to be no, like specifically fine. Mike's calendar. So I'm sure other people have this problem. No, no. I mean, we can talk about specifics. I just want to make sure that the people we're talking about find out that we were talking about this before they hear it on air. And that's okay. So they're not surprised. Oh. Well, so in that, let's, in that particular situation, so there were things that needed to be scheduled and I wasn't around uh, and they were scheduled for the week that I got back. Uh, but then it, it was never communicated to me that, hey, you've got these things on your schedule. Here's why they're on your schedule. Here's what you need to know before you walk into these things. Yeah. And that was the missing piece for me. Like the first day back, there should have been, I mean, there should have been another thing on my calendar that said, here's the thing where we explain the other things on your calendar and why they're there. <laughs> Are you proposing a meetings oh meeting? <laughs> kind of in a situation like that. My God. And I had no way wanted to make this specific. I was just. No, that's. But, I'm thinking, but, but sometimes you need a specific example to explain an issue. Because I'm imagining fine. that our listeners, they're like remote. They have an office on the East Coast and they're dealing with time zones and remote people and all sorts of crazy crap. Too. Right. And, and. Well, in these particular cases, it wasn't like there's a it wasn't like there's a thing on your calendar that's like meet with somebody here to talk about a new pro to talk about a project. These these were very specifically like uh on on Wednesday you have two stakeholder interviews. Okay. So this was me going out to meet clients about a project that I hadn't touched in weeks. Mm-hmm. And I had absolutely, I, I had no idea where we were in that project at this point, who had talked to who about what. I needed context. You can't just dump somebody into the middle of a project without context. So does the onus lie on the person who does the scheduling? Like yes. The per okay. I love that word. I never get to say onus. Onus. Mm -hmm. I was really kind of excited to use it right now. That's good. Okay, so, I mean. Um, Kanye's onus. Oh. I'm not sure. Okay. Um, so I think that's interesting and good to note. It is. It is. It means that there's more organizational stuff around putting something, uh, about making something happen as a, as a meeting that other people need to attend. To take someone's time, you have to do more in-depth thought. Do you think it's like a lack of like a shared language around calendars, like the way one person might use their calendar is different than a way another person might find it helpful. It's entirely possible. That if there's Could like be. more established etiquette and communication around how you use a calendar, there'd be less of this, less frustration. Yeah. It, it also, I mean, we get lazy. We get lazy. Like, okay, so here's, here's an, here's an example. So I can, so Liam. Yeah. I need to talk to you today at five o'clock about Project Olympia. I love that one. It's going to be great. Right. Is that where you just drink like three Olympias? Yeah. Okay. God damn it. Damn it. She figured project. out the code. <laughs> Fuck yeah. I love Project Olympia. <laughs> so I'm sitting upstairs. You're sitting downstairs. Uh-huh. I don't feel like slacking you. I'm certainly not coming down because I'm tired. Yeah. So the easiest thing for me to do is just put that on the calendar. Okay. So you just put it on the calendar. I just put it on the calendar. Yeah. Which then, is lazy. And then Slackbot tells me. And then Slackbot tells you, and then you're like, what the hell is this thing you just put on my calendar? Yeah. That's how most scheduling happens. Uh-huh. 
The way it should happen is I either talk to you in person or get on Slack or something, depending on how close we are. Mm -hmm. Say, hey, I need to talk to you at five o'clock today about Project Olympia. Mm -hmm. It should take about half an hour. You free? Is that a good time for you? And I say, yeah, man, let's do it. Or, Or you say... Uh, actually, I'm in the middle of coding, and I would say, why the fuck didn't you put that on your calendar? <laughs> because then I could have avoided all of this and just let you keep working. But I mean, I'm always going to be in the middle of coding. Like, I'm like, you know, there's there's always something to do, and so it, if I schedule if I schedule that as a as a collision, it really needs to be a collision. Otherwise, my calendar becomes a lie. It's just a it's just a, a web of lies. They're lies already. Yeah, I know, but I don't want to make more lies. Do you think it'd be less of a web of lies if you were putting specifically like your plan for the week? Like, I'm going to work on X project for three hours and then I'm going to write for an hour. Like, if it was more detailed as opposed to a block of time that just is working, don't schedule. I think that's more lies because I never have a plan. And anytime I make a plan, that plan is wrong uh, every time. That's true. I, that's kind of scary as as somebody who who pays you to accomplish certain things by a certain time. Yeah, I'm really good at it. Well, I know the way that that happens is is a, is a very meandering thing, and you know usually it turns out that the thing is that's really important to pay attention to is a thing I didn't know I had to pay attention to until it was already there. That's very true. I cannot calendar my work. It is it's too f- free form. It's like this is like. A, it's like uh, electro jazz, man. It, you really can't you really nope. can't tell where it's going to go until it's already there. I just want, I want to point this out, and this yeah. will be our last the last thing we talk about. Okay. Anytime I get into a discussion about calendars, it starts off with we have a calendar problem of some sort, and then it's like okay, well let's solve the calendar problem. And during that discussion about solving the calendar problem, people start defending how the calendar works and why it works that way. What do you wish would happen? Yeah. That we stuck to the original conceit that we have a calendar problem. But, okay, so when we went into this podcast, we're like, we're going to talk about calendars. You have a calendar problem. Liam doesn't feel like he has a calendar problem. I want to ask questions. So, I mean, I don't know that it's the accepted premise is that the calendar is the problem. Because at the beginning, you guys had different, yeah, differing opinions. I so. agree. I think you got a calendar problem. I don't, I don't know in particular have one. And that, that, could be a, a, that could be a difference in the way that our work works. But um, I, don't, I, don't think that, I don't think that calendaring as a whole is a, is a problem. See, but I know exactly how to fix my calendar problem. But it involves everyone else. Nope. What does it involve? It involves me deleting it. Your calendar? Yeah. And then what? Lack of calendar problem. Lawlessness? Wanton thievery? In the, like, what are you, how does, then then what? And then what? How does anyone ever get you to do anything? I imagine, so do you think I do things because I have a calendar? No, but I also think that the calendar is really useful for telling you that you did agree to do something and otherwise you won't even why would you know that you need to do something because other people tell you if i didn't have a calendar i wouldn't be agreeing to do anything would i i don't know if that follows (laughs) 
I think that you would still agree to do things at different times. I don't think you can not have a calendar. I think that you're, what, you're, what you're proposing is an invisible calendar. No, I think you can not have a calendar. I disagree. Because at some point, someone's going to need you to do something at 2 p.m. I mean, this is like the, the emails, the, the inbox zero people. Oh, boy. Who, who feel like, they, like zeroing out their inbox has counted as some sort of accomplishment. Okay. Yeah, I don't get that. It's accomplishment zero is what it should be called. Accomplishment I, zero. You I know, just don't have anyone email me. I don't give yeah, out my email you know address. I don't worry about my <laughs> inbox. I don't check my mail. I don't Same. check my mail. Therefore, I don't have an email problem. Okay. If I don't have a calendar, then I don't have a calendar problem. Okay. <laughs> so in, in the brave new calendarless world uh, that you describe... If we had a meeting with a client at 2 p.m. in a week from now, how would you know to go to that? I wouldn't. You wouldn't? I wouldn't. So you just wouldn't go to those meetings? Probably not. We really need to have those sometimes, though. I know. You'd have an AWOL problem instead. Yeah. You, the problem would be that Mike doesn't come to the meetings until See, but, clients fire us. <clears throat> I, I I don't think me skipping client meetings would <laughs> get us fired. There are many capable people here. I'm just trying to live up to the level of hyperbole. No. So here's 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 why this isn't totally insane. Okay. Right? <laughs> what are we actually trying to solve here? We want to have a document of where each of us needs to be. Nope. No. Nope. What do you what Wait, do you no, think no, you're, yeah, leading wait, you're leading with the bottle? Okay. What do you think the answer to this question is? We want to do the right thing. Okay. We want to be in the right place. And we want to spend our time in the right way. Okay. Those are the problems to solve. Okay. Right? Okay. Instead, be, but because of the existence of the current tool that we have for solving these problems, our questions turn into, how do we get calendars to work better? How do we communicate things on the calendar? What's wrong with calendars? And you'll notice that none of those questions were the same as the first set of questions, which is really about how we spend our time and accomplish things. We keep trying to fix a broken vessel. And by, attempt, and by putting all our energy in attempting to fix the broken vessel, we're not dealing with the actual questions, which that vessel was supposed to be a solution for, but has turned into a a, a very bad solution with its own set of problems. I agree that we still need a way to do all of these things. Yes. I just think it's time to throw the calendar out. In favor of what? I don't know yet. And that's exciting. The problem that's exciting. Is, because you... once you, once you separate the calendar from the problem and just decide, okay, this doesn't fit anymore. You remember that the 10 years ago, overalls were cool. Okay. That we... feels pointed. Yeah, it really <laughs> does. <laughs> I can't see. It's dark in here. I'm wearing overalls, everyone. Steph's wearing overalls right now. It's Thursday. <laughs> I checked my... I can't I... see. I put it on your calendar that we're wearing overalls today. <laughs> I actually can find out. The probability of Steph wearing overalls is actually pretty easy to find out from her calendar. <laughs> you check to see if she has any client meetings. If she doesn't... Probably overall. I'm so red. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow, I must have said something to offend him. Yeah, we went right really, there. Yeah. 
<laughs> Boy, howdy. <laughs> I don't even know where you're going to go with that. Yeah, you can like look at my calendar and know if I'm going to wear something insane. <laughs> okay. The point, the point that I was making okay. is that we have real things that need to be addressed. But the thing that we spend our energy and time on fixing are not are, is not those things. It's a step removed from those things. Yeah, but if you don't have a vessel, then substance is just in a puddle, and you can't drink from a puddle. Right, but we're trying to fix the wrong vessel. Yeah, okay. let's just agree that the vessel's broken and move on to fixing to finding the the new a new one a new a better one. I can't just have a puddle in the meantime, though. But fixing the old vessel is keeping you from actually dealing with the real problem. So maybe you are going to have a puddle for for a little bit. And the fact that you have to deal with the puddle is the thing that forces you to come up with a real solution for the puddle. Man. Do you think it could also be an issue of that um, no one tool can be everything to everyone? So what a calendar does well, it does really well. But what it's lacking, mostly in communication, it's really lacking. Like, maybe we're just expecting too much of the calendar. The only thing a calendar does really well is remind me when someone's birthday is. Hmm. Well, okay, so... Nails that problem. Oh, it nails it. Nails it. But, I mean, I was looking to figure out when to schedule recordings and stuff, and I can look at your and Liam's calendars and be like, wow, so, you know, one of them has a ton of meetings that day. It wouldn't be good to add an hour recording on that. It gives me a bird's eye view of what your schedule or what your time is being spent on. Or it... Actually, it might be the perfect day to add it because it's not like I'm going to do anything else with that hour. But do I want to interrupt your last three hours of the day by sucking off one more hour? Like, you would have time to get something done. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how much time you were looking at on that particular day. I mean, I, yeah. There are, many, um, there are many vectors here. Because in addition to time, do you have the energy? Do you have the wherewithal? Yeah. How hungover am I on this day? Because it could be that I've... A very free schedule, but uh, I feel like a pile of shit. Should we add that to the morning meeting or something? Well, who's hungover? <laughs> yeah, I'm just <laughs> no one officially. Officially, no one. But I mean, like it, it, it just pays to, it pays to communicate. I think what we've all learned here today. What have we learned? Is that we're focused on how how hot the pan is. Oh no! Not how tasty that meat's gonna be. Huh. We need to focus on the tasty meat. All right. Well, Not the pan. I think we need to start establishing calendar etiquette. Like coming up with universal rules for that to we, avoid mis- We We've tried. It, it, it doesn't take. Let's try harder. Like, let's write a medium piece about this. Okay. <laughs> okay I have. I have. Yeah. It needs to be a bulleted list, like 13 tricks. I solved the calendar problem in medium years ago. That's cool. <laughs> Someone just walked really loudly over the sidewalk above us. It's really cool. They have hard-heeled shoes. All right, we gotta get. Yeah, hey. this is probably about about uh, done. There's a lot to edit here. Meat's gotta come out of the pan. <laughs> okay, <laughs> this has been great. I hope we helped someone. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, goodbye.
remember how they were cool 10 years ago. <laughs> they really were not cool 10 years ago.